Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. Episode number 25. Today we'll be discussing season two, episode five of Corey in the house titled Lip Service. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me as always to uh, to discuss all things Corey is one Ren on Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going great. I'm really excited. We're talking about an episode this week and not the god-awful video game. <laughs> I know, isn't that, it, it feels so great, uh, like, return to form, uh, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This it actually is... felt nice to watch an episode of Coria in the yeah. house. It was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, Ren, I have an important question for you. Yes. Yes, uh, so my question for you uh, is, uh, are your lips, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, yeah, are your lips moisturized, and have you moisturized the merchandise? Bryce, I'm glad you asked. Let me pull uh-huh. out my uh, medicinal chapstick, uh, lip yes. balm, natural hydrating lip balm. Yes, out of my which you apply, throat. which you apply before you kiss anyone. Correct. That's uh, he's, he's you know. doing it as we speak. He can't. He can't talk. He's applying. <laughs> I'm nice and lathered. <laughs> Good. Good. I love it. Are you prepared to? Hold on. Never mind. I, I won't. Uh, will not put the cart before the horse here. Um, let's, not, let's not spoil some amazing <laughs> revelations. Oh wow, um, Ren! It like you said, it's so good to be back uh, and is. talking about the television show Corey in the House and not Corey in the House, the video game. Uh, feels very, very good. Uh, initial impressions of this episode. Did you have any thoughts about it? Uh, my favorite one in a while. Yeah, same, same. I, I'm, I'm really high on it. So this is going to be fun for sure. Yes. Uh, so before we dive in, uh, it is today that we're recording it. It is April 25th, Ren. Um, we said that we will <laughs> mail out our uh, <laughs> newsletter <laughs> uh, starting in May, which would be next month. Uh, that's in around six days. Do I feel like putting it together this week? I think I'm going to uh, start to put it together this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be fully put together. So let's aim for like a, maybe a mid-May send out. That's reasonable. And that, yeah, that we can give some time in case anyone else wants to uh, sign up for it. So uh, anything that you want to talk about or discuss before we uh, dive into this? Uh, not really. We w- the video game, you know, it was, it was rough. It was rough, it was but bad. here we are. Here we are, mm-hmm. Bryce. Are we Bryce better people? Chastity Carnival. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. So, was that the name of the carnival? It's the Charity Carnival. The Charity. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Yes. The, I'm so glad that that bothered you as much as it bothered me. Let's not give a name to the charity uh, of the carnival. That's going to be the centerpiece of this episode. Let's not say that we're doing it for the animals, that we're doing it for the children. Let's just label it the Charity Carnival. Every dollar goes to charity. It's for a good cause, Ren. It's for a really good cause. What that cause is, no one knows. 
Um, and Mina is questionably in charge of the event, but that's not really ever clarified either. Um, yeah, I mean, so we open this episode um, with Corey catcalling women. Corey and Newt doing construction while Corey catcalls women. <laughs> or girls, young girls. Yes. Uh, which is, it's not really explained um, why they're doing construction for a little bit uh, or where they are, really. Um, At first, I thought it was going to be like a theater episode and they were building a set. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that would have made sense. That Yeah. Uh, but no, so Newt's holding this like giant wooden plank, um, which they're going to use to build a booth. Um, the funny part, Ren, is that they don't yet know what this booth is going to be. Uh, but it's like, yeah, let's build a booth. So people, like, uh, like as you said, girls are walking by Corey. Corey, um, they're like girls Corey's age. Corey is saying to them, like, uh, oh, Newt, there's an A+. There's a B. And he's he's rating the girls, too. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know back in my high school days, me and the boys would just hang out out back openly and loudly rating all the girls who passed by. Well, uh, have, you, have you seen The Social Network, Ren? I have not seen The Social Network. Can you describe it to me in full detail? So, I definitely cannot because it's been, <laughs> been a long time, Ren. Um, but that paints the picture, that movie paints the picture that Facebook was created as a, a rating app where people are supposed to rate others just based on their face, that that was Mark Zuckerberg's original intent. Um and so in this sense, where Corey's giving, you know, all these ratings, he seems to have have a system worked out. Uh, is he the next Zuckerberg? I could see Coreynomics taking off. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets really big. So he's, he's rating these girls uh, as each one walks by. Newt turns around, and each time he turns around to look at one, he smacks Corey with the wooden board. I uh, love Newt beating Corey with the wood for objectifying girls. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Uh, even if it's like him as a character, he's unaware of it. I'm glad that Corey is getting physically punished every single time he uh, he does this. Um, yeah, so Newt's smacking him with the board as he's turning left and right. And then um, Mina walks over, picks up the wooden board and slaps Newt and Corey, both of them with it. Uh, because <laughs> she says... Because looking at girls is degrading. And then that's when uh, Corey says, don't worry, Mina. We weren't just looking at them. We were also rating them. <sighs> so there's like Corey, an analytical Corey, Corey. angle there. That, you know, it's not just objectification. It's objectification yeah. <laughs> with a purpose. Exactly. Come on, Mina. Come on. Uh, so now we learn that the charity carnival is Saturday. And that they're building a booth. Yeah. So no title for this charity. Um, it would have made if Mina's putting together this carnival. Why wouldn't she like have something for DC three to do? Who knows? I it's, um, I don't on a think she's hiatus. Yeah, they, they blew up Shuated too much after their last uh, hit single, which they played for the Sunshine Girls and Alexander exclusively. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't think my theory here is that Mina like is like an assistant in putting this together and i think that she was tasked with like like yeah go oversee the building of the booths um which is kind of like a job that's like hey like you're not really planning this event but you're involved in, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's a foreman. <laughs> All right. So um, after this conversation, Corey, right away, so Mina uh, kind of like waggles her finger and is like, stop it. Uh, Corey then looks and sees Stickler. Uh, well, <laughs> not quite. Er, <laughs> sees, he says, look, there's a girl with nice long legs as we get a pan up shot and the reveal that it's Stickler. Did you know, did you also know it would be Stickler? Yeah, right away, just based on like the setup for it, we knew that it was going to be uh, Stickler. Yes. Um, and then he turns around and of course, Corey's shocked. Corey uh, <laughs> drops a hammer on his foot screams the scream shocks newt who's now holding the board smacks cory with the board and then Twice. turns yeah turns away <laughs> smacks him again and then i believe uh maybe drops the board or there's yep. one more smack in there so okay the, yeah. the plank falls on cory's foot and then he screams and we go to <laughs> credits uh they're playing into their strengths here with the physical humor it the... got it got a good laugh out of me Mm-hmm. yeah me too uh, it, i gotta be honest a lot of moments in this episode got a good laugh out of me me too uh so all right so the opening credits rent i wanted to uh we had two ashley's who um newton cory go on a date with later in that's, this episode that's right the from. ashley's yeah classic uh was this a throwback to recess which i believe i also was going to ask the you. ashley's i mean both are disney properties that's uh right. Wouldn't surprise me if they were just going for something similar uh, here with with the Ashleys. They have the same kind of vibe. They have Ashley conferences. So, uh, yeah, I, I would guess it was the same thing. I looked into both of the actresses. Um, the blonde Ashley is less exciting. Uh, the brunette Ashley uh, does a lot of voice acting in video games, which I felt was more our style. Bryce, do you remember all the Ashleys' names from Recess? Uh, like their last names? Yeah. No. Four of them are letters. Oh, so it's like, uh, I don't know. Ashley L. Ashley, I don't know what All their right, letters right. are. Get, go Three more. Three more. Guess. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> L-M-N-O. L-M-N-O? Yeah. yeah you got them all wrong. <laughs> Ding. U-T. Okay. Uh. It's a little uh, trivia for our audience out there. Mm-hmm. So what, what were the letters? No, oh, but are the last names letters? Are the last name letters anagrams? If you like, is it what is it? A B Q T. Uh, no, it's not. Tab Yeah, tab. Um. So she, uh, this this Ashley, uh, Charlotte Chung, uh, she is the voice actor, uh, in, uh, let's see, World of Warcraft. Um, she, the video game Grounded, and, uh, I know her as Diva in Overwatch. Wow. So I was instantly, uh, drawn to this. I was like, wow, who knew? I believe that she is a lot more famous for voicing Diva, uh, a very popular Overwatch character than, um, playing Ashley in Cory in the House. It's just my thought. Oh, she was on the Hard Times of R.J. Berger. Uh, what is that? Tell me about that show. It's a, it's like an MTV show, right? 
about a kid yeah it sounds familiar uh 2011 24 episodes it's just the daily life of an unpopular high school student is the descriptor did i watch this why does it sound so familiar to me 2011 it's when probably would have sounded cool to me huh um but they were i I thought the ashley's were good here me too i liked their presence funny they were good um that's really all i have to say about her i wanted to just walk through her bio a little bit uh and talk about it so all right um scene two so we now open to Corey. uh he is staring at a girl ren full in the on of the hallway intense staring talking to himself uh throws out a couple of waves that are not reciprocated um Mina approaches and asks if he's thought of a theme for the booth. That's right, the booth that they are currently actively building, in which they have no theme for. Uh, he says soft lips. What else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ren, things have been uh, really slow in the romantical area for Corey. And when he did just Corey need... get so horny? I don't know! <laughs> when um, did the shift occur? Like, Honestly, I think at the beginning of the season, because season two, the first episode was like, we got to get girlfriends. It, it seems but to... Like, there's a difference between we got to get girlfriends yeah, and, and like, yeah, you're looking good. I'm going to give you an A plus. I'm waving at you. Mm, soft lips. Yeah, it's, I, I, I feel like what they're going for here is they're trying to make Corey grow up. Um, they are. With the audience it's in a way that to your point jumps from um i want a girlfriend a couple of episodes ago or last season where it was i have a single crush on this single girl um to now i just need to kiss a couple of lips just a few lips not that many doesn't doesn't matter whose lips just want to kiss a couple of lips uh and i'm guessing I should have done the homework here, Ren, and I, I don't know if you did, but I'm guessing that there's an episode, there's an episode of Drake and Josh where Megan, uh, like, has her first kiss, and, like, that. that's a whole thing. Like, Drake and Josh try to, like, cock block the whole time. I remember um, I feel like there's a similar episode of That's a Raven. I don't know if it's a, the same deal, but there's, I feel like there's a Corey first kiss episode of That's a Raven. Let's Are you checking right now? I yeah. am checking. We, right we can now. do the homework live, um, because otherwise, I think certain convent, like certain parts of this episode, would feel a little bit off. Um, but maybe we're just supposed to assume that Corey is. Uh, I don't know, because he has kind of, uh, kind of like a significant other in the that's a Raven part of the universe. So, um, okay, uh, okay. Season three, episode Mm -hmm. seven, Double Vision. Corey and Cindy become boyfriend and girlfriend. Cindy says it's not official until they kiss, but Corey is uncomfortable about that and says we don't have to do what we don't want to do. And Cindy agrees too. Oh my God. That's, uh... Now that I know that, I almost feel like I wish that I would have watched that episode for some context of now what we know as hypocritical Corey. Yeah. Um wow. So Corey does not have his first kiss in the episode, it sounds like he's like, okay, like this is a lot of pressure. We're taking things too fast. I want to wait. 
Has Corey kissed anybody on Corey in the house before? Did he kiss Candy? Uh, no. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think that it happened. Uh, it might happen. My guess is that this episode sets us up for that in the future, but mm-hmm. I don't think that it has happened yet. No. Um, so, yeah, that's all of this is really interesting to me that mm-hmm. the central focus of this episode is Corey wants a bunch of kisses. Uh, by any but yet, means necessary. By any means necessary. And that's a Raven. He was struggling. This is also. Um, Disney's push for like is it saying anything bigger do you do we think is this because this was also the era of like the Jonas Brothers with um like with their promise rings so that's my question here Bryce the only form of safe sex is abstinence wait, yes, wait until marriage that's where I I feel like um the message of this episode Right. It's not necessary. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as you mentioned the Jonas Brothers, Nicole got a text about the Jonas Brothers. That's so weird. <laughs> that weird? That's so weird. So weird. Um, I I wasn't the one who sent it. Just so just so everyone's aware. It's not like I even set myself up for that. Wow. Um. Does how often? Never mind. I, I, never mind. So. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to make sure that like all of this was out in the open here for the underlying themes here, because it does feel like, and the message of the episode, I think will back that up, that uh, yeah, this is also Disney kind of pushing a like family values-esque agenda. As like uh, uh, G-rated as they can in the context of Corey in the house. Correct, yeah, yep. So um, Corey just needs a couple of lips and- Like that's then... the thing, it made me think of uh, sitcom episodes with like, you know, proper adult cast members you know like yeah uh like sam and cheers cheers is a great show by the way bryce have you heard of cheers yeah i've heard of cheers (laughs) i've heard of cheers the cast is uh pretty iconic uh and i've even i've eaten at um at cheers so uh yeah so we have have all of this going on um, it, I like what you just said, Ren, because it makes me like, I was thinking of Full House, this whole yeah. episode of like Full House vibes um, of the episodes where they uh, not just Full House, but like shows like that where they want the kids to seem more grown up, like they're going through more grown up problems that like seem... Boy Meets World. Exactly. Yeah. Boy Meets World is a great example. Um, like Liz- Lizzie McGuire deals with some things as well. Mm. um so i felt like this episode was like almost not a cory in the house episode because it it just seemed so uh like sitcom-y but i didn't yeah. hate it. it it was a it, good episode i'm just not sure if it's a good cory in the house episode you know um all right so cory sees uh and and newt they're in the hallway now uh after Corey explained to Mina he just needs a couple of lips. They see the Ashleys, um, so two girls who are just like best friends, we assume, um, walk by right. them. Wait, mm-hmm. I just made a startling revelation. <laughs> sure. Uh, the writer for this episode was also a writer on The Simpsons. Huh. And is this is this the only episode that he write that he's like the head writer for? No, the house, also, or the only one that we've seen. 
He also wrote Everybody Loves Mina, and that's so in the house. Okay, so two episodes that we didn't love as much. But um, this episode feels like it has some Simpsons vibes to it. Uh, especially with some like the slapstick. Yeah, than it usually is. Yeah. Um, so then, as they see the Ashleys walk by, uh, Newt, uh, Corey's like, this is our chance, Newt. Um, so they go, uh, they approach the Ashleys. They have kind of a funny like greeting to each other. Uh, blonde Ashley does not like Corey. Uh, we don't know why, but there's like a weird negative tension there. So they uh, approach. They're like, oh, you're going to ask us out. And then Newt and Corey are like, uh, how'd you know? Sure. They have an Ashley conference and they say yes. And then they walk away. And so that's that. Uh, we get our B plot here with Sophie and Victor in the kitchen playing silly, silly seagulls. Good use of Victor. Yeah. Yeah, this is such a strong Victor episode. Such a, like, everyone is so strong here. Um, Yeah, he's wearing a, like, a beak. A plastic beak. I like how they keep reusing, like, different different props for Sophie's board games. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, It's kind of like whatever animal, like, part they can find. uh, And then they just... You know, there's always something to like wear while playing the game, which makes it funny. Um, Sophie wins. She does a big dance. And then Victor's like, ah, this is all luck. She's like, well, I won at Pretty Pretty Ponies. Dippy Dippy Dolphins. Fancy Pantsy Ponies. Oh, what is it? Antsy Pantsy Ponies? Pantsy Pantsy. Pantsy Pantsy Ponies. (laughs) Dippy Dippy Dolphins. Silly Silly Seagulls and Hopscotch. Uh, Victor's like, that's all luck. And I had a bad ankle. How do you so. think Victor got his bad ankle? Um, I feel like in That's a Raven, he had a lot of shenanigans. He probably fell down the stairs at one point. Raven's his ankle went too far a little, one too many times. Yes. That time Victor's leg was snapped in half because Raven uh, saw a vision. Yeah. Uh, and then Martinez walks in. Uh, they're in the kitchen playing this game. Martinez comes in. He says, oh, hi, pumpkin. Victor says, hi, Mr. President. What's going uh, on between them, huh? I mean, Samantha's out of the picture. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I think Victor's trying to give away the game because he wants to tell Sophie, but Martinez doesn't feel like it's time. Yes. <laughs> Ren, what happens in the Lincoln bedroom stays in the Lincoln bedroom, okay? Exactly. Um, so, Victor... Uh, so yeah, Victor's like, hi, Mr. President. Martinez is like, I'm talking to my daughter. Victor's like, right, I've got some laundry in the refrigerator. Gets up to go stand by the fridge. Uh, that was another laugh out loud line for me. I thought it was very good. Victor's uh, little internal monologue when he realizes that he's going to be taking Sophie to the carnival got a laugh out of me. Yes, where so now... um. Sophie's like, oh, I want to go to the charity carnival. Uh, so now, yeah, I want to go to the charity carnival at uh, Corey School. And uh, Martinez says, oh, I'd take you, but I have a special session in Congress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Victor is conniving in the back. Uh, this is where he's, he's like Corey's dad here. Right? This is like, Corey would have these thoughts. Yeah, he would. 
Yeah. Victor's like a carnival where there'll be games, games where a grown man can beat a little girl, uh, which is so funny. So he just wants to win these games. Um, Sophie then has the same inner monologue, but reversed. So she's like, oh, a game, a carnival where there's games where I can go uh, beat a grown man. This setup actually got me excited for the rest of the episode. Me too. I was like, how is this going to play out where they're both excited to go to the carnival and beat each other at games? Um, Yeah, it got me excited for it too. I was like, I really want to know what this B-plot is. And I got to be honest, I haven't felt this impassioned about a B-plot for a while. (laughs) Uh, But it was so good. The payoff is also so great. It is. Um, All right, back uh, in uh, the other room, question mark. Uh, Corey at at the White House, right? Um, Corey, Newt, and the Ashleys just got done watching a movie. Ashley said, one of the Ashleys. What do I think they were watching? Uh, The Notebook. The Notebook? Yeah. Have, Have you ever watched The Notebook? I've never seen The Notebook. No um what do you have any idea what it's about yeah it's like sad i know it's sad it's definitely a sad movie um is there time travel is it like or is it life well i don't know a lot of like love movies have time travel i don't think think there's time travel in the notebook she has cancer but it travels through (laughs) time to him and that's why it's sad because it's um, it transcends time, just like love does. Exactly. Okay, and then it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Basically, but with cancer. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so we should watch it sometime. Uh, not for the podcast. <laughs> uh, Corey, uh, all right, uh, enough small talk. You all know why we're here. One of the Ashleys says... Um, blonde Ashley, also blonde horny. Ashley. Uh, Corey claps, counters out Corey's horniness, and that's why they don't like each other. <laughs> Their horniness, uh, yeah, it could be, it could, uh, yeah, just they don't work together. <laughs> uh, Corey then claps, the lights dim, and kiss and music starts to play. Who had this installed? This was the president's personal love room before he gave it to the <laughs> chef and his boy. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, Ren. There's no other explanation. Uh, you're right. There's no, uh, no, not a single other explanation as to how these lights and the music were here. Um, it is Austin Powers-esque, right? Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, so now they go to kiss and Newt like claps again to like turn the lights back on and make the music stop. And uh, they, Newt and Corey kind of like have a clap battle. Uh, then there's an Ashley meeting and here's the rule, Ren. Uh, if Newt's not kissing Ashley, then I'm not kissing you. Uh, so. It's, uh, it's, inter- it's an interesting Ashley pact, you know. They do everything together. Is it uh, realistic? Do they really do everything together? Well, it's everything together or nothing at all. Which is... <laughs> it creates some logistical problems. It it does. It does. Uh, like, if they get into a car and they're... Like, they can't both drive. There's only one wheel. 
So do they both have to be in respect in different cars, but both in the driver's seat? Mm-hmm. And then like next to each other, if it's a single lane road, or is it just too bad for the other lane? Just follow right. behind? Because I don't know. These Nicole are these are the issues. Writers did not think about this. No, honestly, biggest plot hole that we've encountered in Corey in the house. Everything together. Eat food. How do they? So I understand like sitting next to each other and eating cereal together, but if they're doing everything together, then are they chewing each other's cereal? I mean, they'd have to be. That's together. Everything. Um. All right, Corey pulls a Newt, Corey and Newt conference. Newt says he can't and runs away apologizing to the Ashleys. He's like, I can't, Well, he I'm also sorry. tells Corey he'll never understand. Yeah. <laughs> it it's ironic. Be, which gets an awe out of the audience. Aww. <laughs> uh, um, so now, back at school... Oh, wait, so, okay, so the girls... Um, they're like standing there. Newt leaves. Corey's like, all right, he's finally gone. Corey like tries one more time uh, as if that's going to work. Uh, well, if Corey had just again. explained to them that doing everything together would mean both of them kissing Corey kissing at the him. same time, yes. then it yeah. could have played in this favor. But see, so their line is they do everything together or nothing at all. So this could have been one of the times where we do nothing at all. That's true. They could, they, you know, they're not feeling the vibe anymore. Corey was strange. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they just, the, the, uh, Newt just got up and ran out saying, like, you'll never understand. <laughs> so <laughs> things are strange here at the White House. Um, so now in this next scene, they're back at school. Well, wait, the next wait. day. Oh, wait, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's one more. And Corey yeah. retreats into the living room for some self love. Yes, as he, he claps. He's, it's, no, he mopes. It's well, like a mopey look, 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 look. The next cut <laughs> has him saying Corey time. He's never said Corey time during a scene transition before. <laughs> That's not coincidental. I wrote the note on Corey time too. Uh, I did not piece two and two together, Ren. I will give this to you. Uh, I will yes. default. Uh, I feel like your analysis here is, is more accurate, more correct. <laughs> Sure. Yes, that is the case. Uh, all right. So now we're back at school the next day. Yes. Corey uh, explains to Mina what happened, and Mina's like, "You should talk to him." There's now like a mini chase sequence in yeah. the school. Um, Newt runs through a classroom. Corey follows. We don't see, but we do hear audio cues of like a bunch of banging and clanging. Newt runs out, then Corey does. Newt runs into the courtyard. Corey <laughs> says, uh-huh. Goes, <laughs> goes upstairs. What an moment. <laughs> goes upstairs. Newt's standing in the courtyard. He thinks he's in the clear. And then ragdoll Corey drops from the second floor window of this school. Well, we hear some whooshing for a few seconds. Yeah. So for all we know, it could have been maybe the third or the fourth floor. Uh, it is a, a longer whoosh than perhaps the second floor. Bryce, uh, if in real life, if Corey jumped off yep. the roof of his high school onto Newt, what do you think would have actually happened to them? Yeah, I, I wrote, how is he not expelled? Um, for even if it's so in our scenario, we're saying the roof. Uh, 
it, it, even if it's the second floor, if any student is jumping out of a window onto another student, um, it's a that's a straight expulsion. That student does what? not belong at that school. It's death, depending on how high the I mean, potentially. Was. Yeah, um, but luckily, I think Corey could have killed Newt potentially if he like this? landed yeah. on his neck the wrong way. Oof tragedy that would have been awkward and then no one ever would have known the true uh reason why newt wouldn't kiss ashley <laughs> been buried with the secret um yeah so cory does this ragdolls on top of newt luckily newt lives uh cory lives and uh they stay on the ground for a few moments uh as they're bickering and newt's like oh hey like didn't see ya how's it going and cory's like i was just chasing you and uh, their conversation conversation gets interrupted, Ren, by uh, Corey's like, oh, look, like, look who's coming. And all we see is uh, someone in a skirt approaching. Yeah, a kilt. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we definitely, it's 100% confirmed kilt. As, uh, again, they are tricked. Uh, and it is Stickler. Uh, we get the pan up on Stickler in a in a kilt for the Scottish booth at the charity carnival. In his final episode. Oh, is this it? I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in one episode of season two and this is it. Yeah, because I, I was surprised to see him at all. I thought that he wasn't here in season two. Um, yes, and so Corey and Newt are on the ground and that's when Stickler tells them that you know people are hearing that you didn't kiss the ashley's last night right word got around fast <laughs> mm-hmm. um cory and newt stand up uh it is implied that because uh, cory like screams uh in utter shock and i believe that it's because uh he like i think it's implied that uh they could see up stickler's skirt for a moment based on where he was standing that's that's what i assumed that's what i thought as well but the angle wasn't right well, no, it wasn't. Um, like, there's so no way Corey and Newt would have been able to see up Stickler's yes. kilt from that angle. And it's, it's also, like, reasonably long. It's not a short skirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that's what's implied. Uh, Corey screams as they stand up. And um, this is when we learn the truth, Ren. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you. I know that this okay. isn't a dream sequence, but it's. I think flashbacks are in your domain as well. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> yes. So... Revealing the mystery as to why Newt didn't kiss his Ashley. When Mm -hmm. Newt was just a young boy of eight, he made a promise to Jennifer Covington at his last night at Camp Itchy Gucci. Mm -hmm. Almost feels wrong to say. uh, Captions went on for that one, Ren. Yep. On the last night of camp, Newt and Jennifer are sitting on a log, presumably outside a swamp. You know, a nice night swamp. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're having fun <laughs> together. They almost kiss, but Newt feels weird, and Jennifer mm-hmm. wants to wait until they're older. They promise they'll never k- kiss anyone else, and they pinky swear, so it can't mm-hmm. be broken no matter what. So Newt's never kissed a girl because he made a yeah. promise when he was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the sweetest thing, in my it's opinion. A sweet this story. is. It's so Newt. It makes so much sense. Uh, not only do I think it's sweet that it happened, but I think even sweeter that Newt is uh, adhering to said promise still. 
It makes um, sense given what we know about him. Yeah. Yep. So Stickler thinks it's corny. Mina loves it. Mina then walks away. Uh, we do not see her for uh, a long time. Now. Well, Mina heard Jennifer's name, so she yep. has to screw it over for a bit. Yep. Uh, when was the last time you talked to Jennifer? Corey asks. Uh, it turns out it was the last night at camp. So that was the last time they, they saw him. Um, Newt uh, and Sickler walk away. Corey is cornered in the schoolyard by the Ashleys. Um, and what happened is making them look bad. Understandably, in a sense. Uh, I guess so. I You know, I, they went to Corey's White House. Mm-hmm. And he didn't let gonna... anything happen. Yeah. All ruined. And now everyone's talking about it. Honestly, like, if I'm in high school, I don't think that the word that's going around is, like, did you hear what, like, that so-and-so didn't kiss? No one's talking about who didn't kiss. We're always talking about those almost kisses. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't... <laughs> it, it just seems silly for um, that to be a gossip that's going around. But that's a very nitpicky point of mine. Yeah. Um, and so now uh, the deal, Corey, the Ashley's kind of threatened. They're, they're like, uh, after the carnival, Newt. Uh, well, the Ashley's tell Corey what has happened, making them look bad. So after the carnival, Newt and Corey have to kiss them. Right. So that's like the ultimatum. Ultimato. Uh, okay. Ready for the, the charity carnival, Ren? This was a long sequence. Like it, it, it was technically a few scenes stitched together, but mm-hmm. the fact there was no transitions made it feel like we were like at the carnival for a while. Yeah, which way, I, I think that it adds to it. If not I for, I like it. Um, I feel like if they were to zoom out on um, the size of this carnival, probably be about six booths. Um, We'd probably see everyone would be in, were there. Yeah, being put, be an eye shot of each other. I'm sure that this was just a single uh, set built uh, on the stage. So, um, all right, Corey is now upset because Newt's holding himself to the promise from when they were eight. Um, Corey tells Newt that his lips will waste away waiting for someone he may never see again. Ren, does that happen? Bryce, one of the devil's common lies is that your genitalia will waste away if you do not have intercourse premaritally. Uh (laughs) So, again, possibly... (laughs) going for here and in this case is cory the devil he's definitely cory is definitely the devil in this yeah scenario. he's not to be trusted he wants newt to uh, into temptation mm-hmm. um which is so funny because like newt doesn't really seem tempted um at all doesn't seem super motivated uh but newt is worried that he messes uh so newt's like okay fine but if i go through with this uh, what if I mess up kissing the Ashleys? Because, uh, like, where am I going to put my teeth? Rice, there are some people uh-huh. who don't know how, where to put their teeth. Like, <laughs> so that this is a concern of Newt's. This is his number one concern that he voices. Is like, what am I? What? Where am I going to put them? As if Newt's going to like take them out and like put them somewhere else. I don't know. Um. Corey then says, pass me the hammer. He's like, I got an idea. Pass me the hammer. <laughs> Newt's like, you're going to knock my teeth out? No. Would Corey have taken that swing? Would, uh, at Newt? If he thought it would work. 
to calm Newt's nerves. Um, yes. I agree. <laughs> I think, I think if what had happened, so Corey's like, no, like, I'm not going to knock out your teeth. But then Newt's like, oh, like, I wish that you would. I think if Newt gives him that permission, yeah, Corey, yeah. Corey's like, okay, sure, let's try it. What uh, no, his, <laughs> his genius idea is a kissing booth. Final oh, money booth theme. It all comes back to soft lips. Mm-hmm. All the money goes to charity and all the smooches go to Newt. It's genius. Um, but so they're like going to get this booth all set up. We now see Victor and Sophie. They're playing carnival games. Uh, they have to knock down blocks. Victor has a hard time with it. Sophie does it on her first try and wins and then brags about it. Um, gets like a giant stuffed teddy bear. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's really, we just get kind of like a quick glimpse into that B scene. Not really much going on there, but just keeping us updated that Sophie is still winning. At games. And transitioning away so Corey and Newt can form a line. Pay a buck and pucker up. <laughs> Would you pay a buck and pucker up? So at, at any carnival for any at, No. That's a, is kissing booths are there's certain things in TV shows that take place in high schools um that like they only exist in the show. Yeah. Right? I've never once seen a kissing booth in person me neither um i don't know if it's like i've never seen one because it's dated like it maybe they did exist in like the 70s or 80s mm-hmm. i don't know but they are very prominent in a lot of shows i would never i i don't i know i would not pay a dollar to kiss a stranger i don't so. know what they'll give me i'm scared yeah so <laughs> It's, well, based on the lip count that Corey has after this, um, <laughs> you do got to wonder. Um, all right. So, yeah, there's now a line um, of, of girls ready to participate in the kissing booth. Corey walks down the line, collects their money, and Newt kind of like panics, right? So he goes yeah. to kiss the first girl, and he's like, I can't do this. I can't go through with it. He leaves. Uh, Corey's like, oh, well, I guess I'll do it if you insist. It's um, a dream come true for Corey Baxter. What could possibly mm-hmm. go wrong? Enter and that's another, yeah, that, <laughs> another thing I have uh, to say about this, Ren, is also like, in this, if you are at a carnival, there's a kissing booth, right? You decide that you do want to pay a dollar for uh, that kiss, and there's like a shift change. Like, is that like, I, I don't know the logistics here of, of said kissing booth. Um, if that's, like, fair game in the kissing booth world, or if you decide, like, oh, I wanted to kiss that person, but not this. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Not, when you order something at a restaurant, you get what you order. All right? All right. Yes. Nuke can leave mm-hmm. when he kisses all the girls. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's, like, new, you like, if you don't want to do this, you can, but these people signed up, like believing that they will get to kiss newt right so game for glory they like them yeah they're fine with it they're they're good um they paid their buck now they get to pucker up um so Corey, he's like well if i'm gonna do it i gotta moisturize the merchandise 
pulls out his chapstick and he turns around and for what I can assume is a solid 45 seconds, puts chapstick all over his lips. Well, you know, before you kiss, you always got to lube up. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stickler, uh, while this is happening, Stickler in his kilt, remember he's representing like the Scottish society or something. He's brought by some garlic onion sheep nuggets for everyone to try. And they're free. They all try them. It's pretty good. Um, it's yeah, they like them, so they all they take like handfuls of them. They're really they go, into it. They just shovel it into their mouths. <laughs> yep. And now Corey turns and he's like, "I'm ready." Oh, uh, and he says to the first girl, "Like, what's your name?" Her name is Hortense. She breathes all the garlic, onion, sheep particles on a Corey's face. Yeah. Uh, Corey starts to get cold feet. He does. He's like, he's like, all right, booth closed. And now they're all like, but we paid. So no. And they all kiss. Fucking buck. (laughs) She did. (laughs) She did. And so now she's like, I, someone owes me a kiss around here and it's going to be you. Cause you're the one behind the booth. Yep. They all kiss Corey. So that happens. Um, And Corey like is disgusted by it. But here we are. Uh, back to Victor and Sophie. Sophie now has a wagon. Uh, did she win the wagon, Ren? I didn't see her come in with that wagon. No. So she must have won it. Um, she uh, has won like four carnival games so far. She has a bunch of stuffed animals. And she makes a deal with Victor. Right? It's an all or nothing deal. Victor, you get to... Uh, choose the game, and if you can beat me at anything, you will get all my prizes. What is Victor going to do with four or five stuffed animals? What Victor does best, cook. <laughs> I picture, yeah, uh, I picture Victor vengefully taking these stuffed animals, putting them over the stove, and making Sophie watch. Um, her. Yep. Uh, the funky monkey. And so... Uh, Victor is like, sounds like a deal. And then he sees the hammer game, the like classic carnival hammer game. And he's like, this is the game. We've been tested with luck. We've been te- tested with skill. Now we're going to get tested with strength. It's not fair. Uh, Life's so rent Bryce. Haven't you ever watched Malcolm in the middle? <laughs> I have. <laughs> that is the message in it. Uh, I, I have some insight here, Ren. Yeah. So I spent five years working in the games department at uh, an amusement park, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the trick with the hammer, you don't need to be strong for this hammer, Ren. It's all about where you hit. Really? It is all about where you hit, yes. It has nothing to do with your actual physical prowess. Uh, so Sophie wanted to... Uh, she could have just hit it's like a little bit like to the left top leftish like center mm-hmm. if you hit there you're good you're golden um so if she did that she would have been fine and um she doesn't she only hits it to pussycat and then victor hits it and it goes all the way up to hercules maybe this is one of those accurate test of strength machines yes not one of the the rigged ones you mean that i'm referring to <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, so Victor now uh, brags and gloats to Sophie 
does the dance. I'm a winner. You're a loser. A crowd is excited. Forms behind them. Yeah, uh, like a solid like twenty people are now watching this happen to America's Angel. Um, and so does Martinez. Martinez sees it as well. That's right. Martinez watches Victor Corey's himself. Yeah, and Martinez is livid. Bryce, he, why exactly he, is the president at a carnival? Um, I, I reasoned it to be, it's a charity carnival. It's a good look. All right. But during That's, the Congress debate? Uh, he said that the uh, Congress was debating or whatever, so he wasn't allowed in the chamber anyway. So he figured he might as well go. Did he say he was allowed or did he say he just left? No, he said that he was like, oh, they're still like they're right. debating or something like that. I don't know if he's not allowed um, or if he just <laughs> felt like he did his best and said, okay, time for the carnival. He slides out uh, and stand by. <laughs> yeah, left his cardboard cutout of Martinez at the stand. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was okay with him showing up here like this. And he shows up just in time to see Victor verbally assaulting his daughter. What a look. Yeah, terrible look. And Victor's like, no, no, I was trying to teach a lesson. Uh, it's not going to save him here. Uh, so Victor is like, he leaves. He's like, I'll go pack. Right. Does his line. Uh, and now Mina comes to Newt and uh, Corey. Corey has now been kissed. I hope I wrote down the number. Uh, or does he say it later? He, okay, he he he'll say it later. later. Okay. Uh, but Corey and Newt, all right? So Corey has now kissed everyone in line. The booth is closed. And Mina finds them uh, and says, hey, look who I found, Jennifer Covington. Newt's like, how'd you find her? Mina's like, oh, I found her in the phone book. Thank God she lived nearby. Yeah. This feels like um, this line wasn't originally in the script and they did like a table reading and someone was like, hey, that's a major like plot hole. How did Mina find her? Like the viewers are going to be upset if it's not explained. Like, yeah, the, the phone book. But yeah. This is, this I always is a heard people way line. phone book. Yeah, this is 2008, 2009. Um, at that point, I don't know very many people who are utilizing the phone book um, to find people, right? Google was prominent at that point. Um, so Mina and Corey leave Newt and Jennifer alone. Ren, were you shocked at what Jennifer has to say? Bryce, I was not shocked at all. <laughs> uh, Jennifer... Um, Newt's like, have you kept your promise? And she's like, no, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> she doesn't say it nearly as harshly or as coldly as I just put no, it. No, but very that's sweet. the general, like, vibe. She's almost like, Newt, like, it's so nice to see you, but, like, I had plans tonight, and I was ripped away from my home to have to go and, and tell you it's okay to move on. Uh yeah, so she uh, she thinks it's very sweet of Newt, right, to have kept this promise this whole time. Uh, she kisses him, and Newt's like, that was worth waiting for. She's like, it's great to see you, and then she nopes out of there right away. 
You think she she's told her boyfriend? So that's I did have that thought in my mind. Is like again, high school student here, uh, who has a boyfriend, and like, does she go back to him? And she's like, hey, sorry, like, sorry, I had to cancel our date tonight. Like, I had to go kiss a boy that I met at camp when I was eight, um, to undo him from a curse, so he could kiss whoever he wants now. Would you break like, up with Jennifer if you were her bo- her boyfriend? Um. You no. Ah. I think I would. I, yeah, it it in high school, high school me, I think would. Uh, if I had gotten to watch this full episode of Koi in the House, like if she for if context. she was, yeah, for context, I'd be like, oh, it's okay. Like I get it. Newt the flu shop man was very like, confused. She comes yeah. home. She says, "I have something to tell you, but first we have to watch this." <laughs> Puts on Apple TV. Corey in the house yes. season two episode four. <laughs> then I'm fine with it. Yeah, that I, I think with the context, I'm okay. Without the context, even if she's just explaining to me, uh, things are a little bit confusing, a little bit dicey here. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I, I don't think I would be into it. Yeah. Um, Newt really enjoyed that kiss. He loved it. Yeah. He feels that his first kiss was something special. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> his first kiss with a girl with a boyfriend who, will pro- who he'll probably never see again. was really memorable. And again, she showed up, was with him for all of 30 seconds, kissed him, and then left. She could not wait to get out of there. Um, and I'll, like, do you think her and Mina uh, had a lot of interaction? I think they were entirely silent on the bus ride there. Yes. They yeah, talked and... when Mina got to the house, spoke a mm. little bit walking to the bus stop, stopped talking on the bus and just never spoke again. Yeah, it was, uh, they had some like uncomfortable small chat uh, and that was it. Uh, okay, so Newt had this great first kiss. Corey kissed 163 girls. <laughs> and it didn't mean I know that I yelled thing. that. Didn't mean a damn thing 163 couple just a couple of lips Ren. i most of the girls in school can say they kissed cory baxter now yeah (laughs) yeah the bear boy himself um all right so cory he's like you know what the next girl i kiss it's gonna be someone i really care about so i believe this is setting us up for like he's gonna kiss candy uh, in like two episodes or something like that. Uh, Mina's but... told about this. She s- sings Proud of Your Boy from Aladdin, the musical. <laughs> no, she does not. <laughs> She's, she is very proud of them, though. She does. Uh, and I'm upset I didn't say this earlier, but she does uh, in the opening part, um, not to like go back in time or anything, in the opening, she does, she, after the boys walk away, she literally looks at the camera eye rolls and says boys um which is like great mean i'm glad that uh the cory in the house writers are helping you endorse the boys will be boys attitude am i um, right fellas yeah exactly and so now we get she does the same thing but now she's like boys i'm proud of you um is like so what is she is she she's i don't know what she's proud of that newt kissed and that Corey regrets kissing 163 girls. Okay. Well, she's proud that Newt waited for that special someone. 
and that Corey isn't going to throw away his virginity at the first girl he sees. Yes, because that's um. I mean, to your point, Ren, like that's uh, that that's like what this is, right? This yeah, is this like we were saying earlier. It's it's Corey literally says the line like, I uh, I promise the next girl I kiss will be someone I really care about. So. Um, end credit scene here, Ren. So we don't get any follow-up with the Ashleys, no. right? Corey kissed too many people. They must ditch the Ashleys. Their social, um, what am I thinking of? Their social currency must be way down. There's, uh, that's not the word I'm looking Ranking? for. Their social capital. Right. Yes. The Ashleys are out. Newt is in. Newt is in. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, so we don't get any follow up with that that plot point, um, but I think it's just assumed that yeah, you know, they're not going to follow up with it. And then um, end credit scene here, Victor is having one last look around the kitchen. I this got a big laugh out of me. Him in his trench coat with hysterical. The when he tells Martinez, "I'll send for the boy later." So funny. <laughs> That one of that might be my favorite line in Corey in the house. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was so good. Uh, got a, a giant laugh out of me as well. Red, like he's like, because he he goes, he's looking at the kitchen, shuts off the lights. Martinez comes in, and uh, that's when he's like, "Don't worry, Mister President, I'm leaving. I'll send for the boy later." It's like him saying it. It's the trench coat. He has like a bowler cap on. It's a close up of his face. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, the lights are dimmed. Mm-hmm. So and funny. then, uh, yeah, so uh, Sophie told Martinez that she was being a sore winner and that's why Victor was being a sore winner. Uh, so they both kind of apologized for it. Uh, Sophie has a funny line here. She says uh, to Victor that it's okay um, because he didn't have much experience winning. That was funny. Yeah, so it's like, oh, of course he's going to react like that. Um, and then Martinez gets a phone call about his bill. And it passed. And then he celebrates like a sore winner. Oh, Martinez. Will he ever <laughs> learn? Roll credits. Uh, that was our episode. That I was, was it. Fan. Yeah, I, I was a big fan as well. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, so many highs here. It, Like I said, it like, did it feel like the Cory in the house that we've seen in season one? Not really. No. No. But, but I'm okay. More mature, uh, yeah. humor-wise. It felt more mm-hmm. in control of the characters and what it wanted to do with them. Uh, that's, I, I think that's an awesome point you bring up, Ren. The way that the characters were really in, con- like, were made, uh, were the written in control than this episode they were very focused they knew what their motives were they weren't um like used or being said for anything that the character wouldn't normally say um Mm -hmm. they were just very well written here and i liked all their presences they all brought something to the table um and mina was gone for half the episode so you know (laughs) there's that as well um so any highs? Was, is that what you would consider to be your, your rose? Is just the way the characters were used? Either that or Victor. Yeah. Victor yep. was just firing on all cylinders tonight. 
and he he hasn't been um, in some of the recent times that we've seen him. No, so it was nice to know like he still got it. He still definitely has it. Yeah, my um, my rose is probably just like the. Uh, I did just really like how sweet Newt's storyline was. It was a very like it was very touching. It was nice to see that he finally got his like wrap up um and mina was the one who did it like mina uh clearly cares about that friendship uh she did it not because she like wants not like because of Corey. Corey just wants him to get it over with so he can kiss a bunch of girls or whatever um but she genuinely cares about newt and wants him to like have that moment so i'm sweet. glad uh touching newt's arc this episode was it didn't like have a cynical edge to it but it was still grounded in some level of realism Yes. Like, even yeah. if it was, like, a little bit idealistic about what might happen with a promise like that. Yeah. Uh, what would you say your uh, bud was? Something that you'd like to see more of from this? I'm hoping that what we saw here really does lead to actual character development. Mm-hmm. Like, this is Corey in the house, but Disney Channel shows usually have a good job of, usually do a good job of doing soft character development throughout their seasons where, like, the characters change as the actors grow up, naturally. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would say, Ren, thus far, Coin the House, that's actually been one of its strengths, is mm-hmm. being um, at least consistent in terms of the character growth. Uh, so, agree. like, because we had Corey, who was all over Mina, and then there was that episode where he was like, do you know what? I think we should just be friends. Um, or sh- sh- yeah, and then they stayed friends, and then he was over it. So... I do think Corey in the house will stick with that. Uh, I do think that he's going to have like a nice relationship with Candy Blossom, I assume, in the last last section of season two. Yeah. That's and uh, yeah, I mean, my, my butt is just the like mature themes. Um, it made it definitely a lot more fun for me to watch where the humor, uh, there's some underlying humor yeah. in some of it. And it was like, oh, like, I'm surprised to see that here, but it's definitely welcome mm-hmm. uh, to to get that sense of humor here. Uh, so that, that would be my butt. I'm hoping that that's the vibe that we're going for in season two is more these mature uh, character moments. Mm-hmm. So And the humor as well. I think everything about it was just a little bit more um, aged up. I so. agree. I got that vibe as well. Uh, all right. Anything bad, like a thorn for the episode? Anything that you have to, uh, to say was bad about it? It's not like egregiously bad, but my thorn is going to be Mina, mainly because it's clear they don't know what to do with her still. Mm-hmm. It w- The way they used her in this episode for pure plot development is better than what they usually do with her. Which she didn't is, uh, give her a few shitty Bahavia li- lines. Yeah, am I correct in that she didn't have a single Bahavia line this whole episode? She did not have a single Bahavia line. I don't think she had like a single joke beyond chastising Newt and Corey for their behavior. Wow. Purely plot development. Phenomenal. I yes, give me more Mina who who doesn't talk about Bahavia all the time. <laughs> it's better um, than the alternative. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, still don't know what they're doing with her. I'm trying to think. My thorn. I don't know. Everyone really just felt like they were bringing it here. Uh, I I guess I'll just say uh, if this was if this truly was Tickler's last appearance, um, probably one of his weaker appearances. I might be wrong on that. Actually, I think he might yeah. appear one more. 
Uh, even so, uh, I would say it was yeah, kind agree. of a weak showing for him. Um, he was really just here to help spread the gossip and feed some nuggets, <laughs> feed some some nuggets to folks and see where that would go. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that that would be my my thorn to it. Uh, so Martinez. That's right. He passed a bill tonight and he was seen in public saving America's angel from his angry chef who he let keep his job. Yes. So that's the only, the keep his job part is the only thing that I think would potentially blow up in his face here. Do you think it would be seen as mercy? Could it be spun as that? Or is his <laughs> approval rating so low that the papers wouldn't spin it that way? No, I, I don't know if they would necessarily spin it that way, but I don't know if enough people are keeping, eh, people are keeping tabs on the chef. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if anyone will notice, but with the- Corey in the papers weapon, every week. Yeah, weapon of mass destruction that is the chef's son. Um, I would assume that they're definitely keeping tabs on whether or not the chef is still allowed in the White House or not. <laughs> um, so with that said, uh, I feel- like we're gonna see it go up i do too Mm -hmm. tonight it's going up yeah so let me i'm just pulling up now to see uh, where is what what number we have him at i know it's in the negatives and i know it's pretty far into the negatives so i don't think he's out of the hole yeah it's negative 95 (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've we've buried him We've completely buried President Martinez. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. He passed the bill. We don't know how. He seemed to think the bill was pretty big. Uh, yeah, he's happy about it. Mm-hmm. Do we up him? Um, what's the biggest jump he's had? he's ever had he's only ever had one jump I, oh he's had two jumps that's wild um where he went from one to six to 20 so the week that he saved russia mm-hmm. um or the week that russia was saved and no one found out about it or alaska was saved and no one found out about it he went up 15 points okay so he got a uh, fast i'm thinking either five or ten i was gonna say like 20 oh you're a thinking bill of me yeah, it's a pretty big deal. And plus the carnival incident where I he said he had two publicly positive moments, which he doesn't normally have. All right. All right. That's fair. So people are, people are going to be soft on him for that. Yeah. I think that we put him at negative 75. All right. Well, let's, let's knock him up a bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Ren, any reviews this week? Yes, we do. We have two reviews tonight. TV.com is back in existence. Our first review is by Yugaton88. They gave the episode a 9.6. The title is Newt. Mm -hmm. When Newt was eight years old, he made a promise to his camp girlfriend that he would not kiss any girls until they have their first kiss. When Corey wants to kiss the two Ashleys, Newt does not kiss his Ashley, causing the Ashleys to leave and Corey to get angry with Newt. Then at the fair, Newt meets up with Jennifer, and she says she has a boyfriend. Newt is oblivious to the fact that she has had a boyfriend. It means they must have kissed. But she says Newt is so sweet, and they kiss. Good episode. Best of the season so far. Agreed. 
And our last review by none other than VG Freak 8. They gave it an, a 9 out of 10. The title, this was good. Corey wants to spice up his love life. So he and Newt ask the popular Ashleys out. They agree. On the date, they are both about to kiss, but Newt keeps stopping it. The Ashleys tell them that if Newt doesn't kiss one of them, they are leaving. Newt leaves, which means the date is over for Corey. Sophie and Victor are being really competitive. Sophie is winning at everything. At the school carnival, Victor finally wins something and really rubs it in her face in front of the president. Newt explains why he couldn't kiss Ashley, because he made a promise when he was eight to a girl not to kiss anyone until he kisses her. Mina finds her, and they finally kiss. This episode was good. The promise was sweet. I recognized one of the Ashleys from somewhere. When Jason was accidentally mistaken for a girl, that was funny. This episode gets a 9 out of 10 from me. There he goes calling Stickler Jason again. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I have some uh, trivia and goofs for this episode. Oh, sure. What a blessing. All right. Here's our one piece of trivia for the night. Jason Dolly, Newt, and Alexandra Crosney, Blonde Ashley, both appeared in the Disney Channel original movie, Read It and Weep which we will be watching. Oh, so she looked super familiar to me. And that that's you why. Know her from. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So I watched that movie probably like a year and a half ago, back when Disney Plus was like exciting. Um, and it was like, oh, look at all these movies that I never had access to previously. So I think Jenna and I put that on one night. But and we will be, yeah, we'll be watching it and talking it, uh, about it again mm-hmm. for uh, the podcast. And here's our goof. When Corey realizing, realizes he was ogling Stickler, he drops his hammer to the floor. But then, when Newt drops his plank to the floor, the hammer has gone. <laughs> <laughs> should we make a goof section about the goof section? We should. <laughs> uh, like, in, in the comment about Corey's hammer, you wrote has instead of was. Mm-hmm. IMDb just got goofed by Bryson Ren and Corey in the house. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ren. Uh, what are we rating this episode? Bryce, mm-hmm. I'm giving this episode an 8 out of 10. Nice. Okay. I uh, liked it. It was, other than Kung Fu Cat Kids, it was Corey in the house at its absolute best. Yeah. It was... Um, everyone was just on it they were were really very funny um i the first time i watched the episode i thought it was hysterical watched it again still thought it was hysterical uh and that's that's when you know that you're in for a good a good time um yeah so i'm looking at my past ratings you and i really did love the kung fu cats kid it was a good episode um i don't i i think i'm gonna need to stick let's see is this better or worse than boomer yeah is it better or worse than boomer um the boomer test Corey, i think Corey did not kiss a hundred and what was it 63 girls yeah for for me to say that this episode is worse than boomer Uh, i believe that it was probably probably uh on the same level as boomer mm-hmm. i think 163 girls and Corey in a cage with a live bear i would put them on equal footing so i give it an 
Nice. All right. Season yeah. two is picking up again. Let's hope this keeps up. Mm-hmm. If yeah, so if Ren, are you actively looking at the episode scores right now? I am actively looking at them. I feel like we have a lot of up and down. Yeah, uh, we as do. you just look at it, rather, th- I don't know, which is wild. Like the quality really goes up and then dips back down, and then goes up and dips back down, and then towards the end of season one, there was like three episodes in a row that were the, that like, was the hot streak, the right? Standards. Yeah. So I, next week uh, could potentially be a low low, or maybe we're gonna keep on this hot streak. So, all right. Uh, my final question for you before we go, Ren. Uh, what movie is winning uh, Best Picture tonight? Tonight, Bryce. Yeah. When Nicole told me the Oscars were tonight, I mm-hmm. couldn't even believe it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it either. Jenna told me this morning. Um, and looking at uh, the nominees, uh, I've seen approximately none of them. Let so, what's nominated, mm-hmm. Bryce? Uh, hold on. I had the list up. I uh, have it right a second now. Ago. Okay, you got it? Okay, okay. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, no relation to Monk, Minari, <laughs> Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And yes. the award goes to Monk. <laughs> you think, uh, what's his name? Tony Shalhoub. I went to Tony school Sh- with his daughter. Oh, okay. And he's a, yeah, he does. He also has a, he has a Tony as well. A Tony award. Yeah. For Monk on stage. Yes. <laughs> his one man production of Monk. <laughs> um, what is, does Monk have a gimmick? He has an OCD. Okay. So that's like, that's his thing. Cause Jenna's watching a psych right now. And um, his wife died. He's trying to solve her. So that's, that's the gimmick. He's using his OCD to solve her murder. <laughs> okay um i thought it was like i thought i feel like every episode he does a a crime no and then is it like a <laughs> he's a consultant <laughs> okay it's, it's so like it's a road to, to the wife is the end game you know but end you gotta game, get yes. to like the case of the week yeah okay that's what i thought it was i thought it was like a case of the week type of deal um brace and ren and monk in the house hey we need a new show who knows who knows um, all right. So thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed our commentary on this episode. If you have uh, any questions or feedback, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. I just never say that. I don't know why I would say that. Uh, but if you do have questions or feedback, uh, find us on Facebook, uh, our page, not us personally, please. Um, Twitter, go to our Twitter, engage us. with our Twitter. In our Twitter. Uh, or uh, you can look out for our newsletter, which might be in your post box in a few weeks. So uh, thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you take care and have a good rest of your day. Good luck at the Chastity Carnival. (laughs) Bye. Good night. Brace and Randy, Ransom, Electric Guitar.